0: What is up everyone this is Sergi and it is gen z gab let's get into it so i have had a very interesting week i got to see brooke who we had on the podcast earlier this actually last year almost yeah it's been a year uh so if you're curious about who brooke is or haven't really listened to it which is fine go and check out on Gen Z Gab, the Brooke Alex episode two. It is amazing how much production factor changes over time. I'm just gonna say that quickly about myself included because I have been working tooth and nail to really figure out what to do. It has been a learning curve and I am glad for anyone who's been with me, I can take bad feedback, whatever. I just meant that it was really funny because I really don't get much, and I realize I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to this and giving myself criticism. And yeah, I don't know much more than that. The problem is that I'm also annoyed right now with the t- possible TikTok takeover, and we all know how fun that's gonna be for a variety of things. Nobody ever lets Chew finish. Like, oh my fucking god, let the man finish. You people in Congress need to really consider what you're asking because what you're asking isn't even anything it's a motherfucking train wreck what you are asking it's a little bit just not good man I, I don't know what else to say I, it just felt really wrong and all like what did I watch yesterday really what did I watch and aside from that I also watch Grey's Anatomy yes I'm going to continuously talk about it no matter how much I hate certain aspects of it and before anybody says I Do you hate watch it? No, it's just a never-ending cycle of what I think they could do to actually make it a little more interesting or change it up a little bit. People go, it's a completely different show than it was like 10 years ago. Well, yes and no. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, Repeat the question, please. I don't know anything except for that if you're recycling plot points, yes, I realize that what now I'm doing is more recycling the plot point of Calzona plus Mark, but see, Station 19... has done that with Marina and Jack, and you know, I don't, I wasn't even going for that idea in the beginning when I was thinking of that. I was just thinking about the first scene in the locker room, like I constantly mention, where Mika hits on Lucas, and you know, I, I, I saw a lot of potential there. And yes, the friendship, and I'm never ending talking about this, but again, Grace knows there's some like, something up I don't know how much they're paying attention to me but they know enough that they're making me feel like a weirdo when I see some of their posts now they love to cheese and market all that stuff but aside from that I'm just talking about the goodness last night the only relationship honestly that I cared about seeing growing was the mentorships obviously also a trigger warning quick just because uh I'm sorry, Kevin McKid, but if Owen does something that royally fucks up Addison even more than what she did, people go, she got barely hit. I don't know what's going on, but Amelia will not recover. Clearly, Lucas will not. Little Shep, m- m- nephew, will not recover. Again, you can say what you want about, you know, how Mayor whatever was, or the not very close, she got him. She was going to hire him regardless. Have you seen Jackson like throughout the years? He's really a Jackson. He's a little bit of George in a lot of ways too, but he's he's more of a Jackson, okay? He's Jackson. He's If we're going to parallel, he's Jackson. And I know people are going to be like, why did you repeat it so many times? To be honest, I don't really know. I don't understand. I am currently trying to wrap my head around coming off of a very much Bender from Orlissa, whatever it did to my brain and my body, my mind, I can't tell you. I have been back on my regular meds. And again, before anybody says anything, no, I'm not saying don't take it. No, I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just specifically telling you how my mind is going back to normal from all this. And yes, I am now finally falling back to sleep a little bit more at a normal time. Yes, I've taken out some of the stresses in my life, but unfortunately that'll lead to more stresses and money issues. But I don't have the energy to do that right now. So uh not now is the mode of people who would say that ADHDers have now versus not now. This is not not now moment. So also with this whole TikTok man thing that's coming up that I constantly see it from people is that they're showing like older videos and, like, their first video to hit a thousand, and then I just realized, like, I have to go back so far away, and then I have to make sure that I'm okay with the video that I did, because it was the first level of, yes, I finally got some views, but what, what stupid thing did I do, or what was I doing, even though I've been kind of making some of that same like, reaction videos like from 2019 2020 but I think it's also just weird because that is such like a it feels like a lifetime ago that you don't even realize happened and yet yeah, was three years ago so mm. but I can't I I get really nervous sometimes <laughs> because I'm like I'm already gonna piece the shit out of myself looking like a piece of shit on social media all the time and and I I don't really quite know what my next move is again yes I have no shame in making snarky comments back again typical middle child but it's always just like what was I doing and that's the thing like I I I get it, and again, that goes back into what a lot of people say about what they think about social media happening for Gen Zers and what we can get canceled for, or people keep talking about the whole zillennialism, and I hate that word. I've decided I hate that word so much because not whatever, but it's because it's also like, I take the damn test to prove that I'm Gen Z, which I am. And I know it shouldn't matter that much, but literally, I just cannot deal with all of this. Like, where it's like, why is my brain shutting off on this? Please don't do this to me anymore. But yeah, it would be interesting just to see. And then suddenly you see reposted that of like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What if you don't really, you know... Feel like you're, you should be known for that anymore as well. Like a lot of my reaction videos have to do with weird stuff, like, you know, the so satisfying ASMR kind of things, which again, more people can pull off because I'm such an awkward fucking person that I think that that's where it goes wrong constantly. So that was kind of a separate thing. Also, I just laugh all the time at where. You know, there's so many doctors going around now giving advice, but that even doctors in themselves don't agree with the advice. And I love that because there's a crapshoot anesthesiologist on there. And I know I mentioned anesthesiologist earlier saying that they would not recommend giving something in like the wealth gaps and the poverty gaps, like where with wealth gaps, nobody says no to wealthy people. And with the um, poverty gaps, they're always saying no. Also, if you did not see, this is just a separate sidebar thing, uh, that the Wizards pod, apparently Jennifer Stone lost a bet, and they have to now, like, donate $15 uh, to the charity of the choice. She has to do it, but they, David and her, are doing this, I don't know, they're doing a poll on which way you should go for it. And the problem is, with this specific poll, I've had family members you know, affected by the cancer that his one, uh, that his charity is involved in. However, as my Hashimoto's ass, my, my autoimmune issues, I have to live on, you know, a hormone the rest of my life. Kind of like insulin. And that's where diabetes research is the other option in diabetes Fun and you know I know people with diabetes it's just like it's like why well I mean I know you're purposely making it hard but of course unfortunately at this moment when I'm starting to think about how I have to move on from you know being on insurance plans etc with family uh that I'm gonna be stuck here in that position where I have to consider how much my medicines cost. So yeah, I'm leaning towards that more. It was just a food for thought moment. Like uh, I'm not trying to put everything into my perspective or selfishly be like, oh, and it's not a selfish reason. And the problem is like charities are amazing, but you can't give to everyone. And I felt like they were doing that on purpose because it's like so many people have the same kind of argument as I do with the whole diabetes versus, you know, healthy family with cancer. Yes, that's or affected in the hospital bills because all of it matters. They're all great causes. Like, why are you making me choose between that? Because I think it's like either way, it feels like um, I'm doing something wrong, which, I know, it's not the goal. Like, that's not at all. But I'm saying, like, it's a conflict, like, deep inside me. Because it's like, when you do two different medical issues, like, I'm not saying that, you know, if it was a charity for, again, kids in public schools, all those kind of things, like, food-wise, whatever. But when it's two medical, actual medical condition stuff that, where it's like, oh, it's almost too hard to choose between the two. Maybe there'll be other options, but it's like, obviously, unfortunately, again, like, we have to make hard decisions. It's not like Sophie's Choice level, but, and again, I don't know too much about that movie. I saw it once. I actually got bored by it. The acting's brilliant, but I got bored by it, so I'm probably not the best person to put it in as a reference, especially because it's getting to be an older reference, but it's a reference that's always kind of been used, and even if You don't fully get it. You at least know it was a movie. Meryl Streep, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, speaking of Meryl Streep, the only murders in the building, she's joining the cast. That's pretty cool. Aside from all the chaoticness that's going on with Paul Rudd, what is this character going to do next season, you name it. So there's that fun little sidebar of my life that I've thought through in the hecticness and now that I'm freaking out because yes, I did quit my job because I needed to because it was better for me. But yes, I understand why some people are kind of hesitant at me that I did it because I could have had so many opportunities with, you know, insurance, etc. And yes, I get that. But it's just like, it's frustrating to, you know, even though it was, you know, shorter shifts, all that stuff, but to feel like you were. Stressing over that, like, or if you're gonna get fired, because I think what people don't get a lot is that people with anxiety disorders or ADHD, you name it, we just always think we're gonna get in trouble, and I know that's not the thing, but it's just like a reaction, and and it shows up all over in your body, and then it just makes for a lot of uncomfortable moments within yourself that you're just like. I yeah, not feeling this, so yeah, we're good. And again, I'll talk more about Brooks' concert, what I saw. I will talk more about, you know, the TikTok band. But right now, this has been weighing heavy on my mind of just what I don't need to happen at Grey Sloan Memorial, okay? And again, I do not want that pregnant woman to have lost her child. All that, again, catastrophe hits... Seattle grace mercy death as uh Christina would say and before anybody goes uh, it hasn't been that for a long time I understand I really understand I say that quote because it is that important so just before we get into that also it is just beyond hilarious how I've decided that I'm as much as I don't want any of the interns going big kablam or whatever, the people that I would literally stand in front of a bus for, which I know I should not joke about that with who is died that way on the show, but I would do it for Mika and Lucas. Probably Blue as well. Ironically, again, it's not that I don't hate Jules or Simone. It's just that I've seen them in other things that I like their characters a lot more in those other shows, and I like them offline. They're just... they. Again, nothing against them. Nothing against Alexis Floyd or even Adeline Kane. Again, they're they're phenomenal actors and they seem like phenomenal people, but there's just something that bothers me. And I know that that's writing, kind of like with Owen, but it's just like, hey, what? But of course, it's just the lion sleeps tonight moment I know everyone's going to be talking about, so... That just sent me into, I'm definitely gonna have to make edits as much as I hate myself that my account has become such like this weird like pop culture board. Have you seen that always in Sunny like meme where it's like the with Charlie Day's character? That's how my brain feels like 99% of the time. Also I'm trying to figure out Instagram reels and people keep giving me this clickbaity Go and talk to so-and-so. So-and-so will fix it for you. Click on, I don't have money to do that scammy thing. I don't have time to really understand how to fix it. And you know what? It is it is what it is. I constantly get the short end of the stick. I'm the middle child. It it all makes sense, okay? And before anybody goes, no, the oldest have to keep everything together. That's what the universe wants you to think. No, 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 no. Us middle childs are keeping, are the glue that are literally holding everyone together. And I'm not the only buddy who said that. Like, that is a genuine thing that people have been saying and therapists. So go and. and figure it out. Just saying. But people ask me why I'm so high energy stressed all the time and nervous of what I'm gonna say next. It's because I've been living in my parents house for the past three years since COVID started. And then I have other people telling me that oh give it another four years you guys will be good. I don't want to live here four more years. I don't even want to live here for the rest of this year. And I know that that sounded very awful, very angry, very you know, vital at the moment, but I don't think people understand how much it feels like you're locked in a prison cell when you thought you were supposed to have your life figured out. And I know that I've had discussion and an interview, like I said, with Laura High, all over this, and I constantly mention it back and forth and back and forth, but the problem is that I don't think people really understand how much your breaking point is your breaking point. But also, yes, I know that sounded so weird, but the vomit that comes out of your mouth with ADHD that you never really know and you want to do extra takes like you can with a TikTok, but that you can't do with a podcast. I mean, you can do some reshoots, but at the end of the day, you really just want to hit start and like see what actually comes out and see how much is usable versus not. And that's kind of why I'm going back and forth with these never-ending sagas that I see, like, ideas with Grey, I see ideas with TV, other TV shows. Again, I've been re-watching Bones. Bones is so weird that, again, I look like Emily Deschanel enough, and yet I look enough like the where it's like, if they did a reboot, would there be a chance that I could slide myself into as a chance to be in, like, their daughter? Probably not because I'm way too old for that because at the time, but they always do those age cap rages thing. If you know, you know, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, what was I going to say? But yes, going back to the TikTok ban, here's the thing. I've been complaining a little bit, but here's the problem. Yes, I've got 27k. Yes, I love that I've got 27k. Yes, I'm trying to live and learn and laugh, whatever. problem is, though, that I've been working tirelessly for, like, the past two and a half, three years grow my platform. And yes, I'm known for the most miscellaneous garbage, whether it be sometimes like things from childhood, things from this, things from that. So maybe I haven't built my own real community because I am a miscellaneous community, you know? I ha- try to bring in fans from like all over France as well as doing my own side of like when I see something that I can bring my own spin or humor to. Like with the stitches. So it's like a never ending thing where I don't fit, and people will say that's messy. We can't market you. I'm sorry that that makes me hard to market, and that I'm a uh, again, my niche, if you want, will is anything and everything that I'm going through in my life that I'm interested, the peaks and the pits, and maybe that they can market me as the ADHD middle child. Like that's another thing that you can do. And yes, I'm wearing Brooks merch that I got at the concert, but we will again be talking about that later. But the point is nobody really quite understands the peaks and valleys that my brain is going through at this exact moment. So there, there's that, but nobody cares, obviously, as A lot of people say, and a lot of people might say, this girl needs therapy, I've been in therapy, I've learned to manage a lot of things, but unfortunately I can't afford that and I don't want to ask other people to pay for it. And that's the frustrating part of life and society, etc. And the fact of the matter is that, like I said, with TikTok, I make, with the creator fund, probably what child actors make as residuals, anywhere between one cent and $5. Yes, it's not a lot, but it'll maybe help and yes I did just quit my job but that's okay because that was stressing me out and people will say how could it stress you out a part-time job that isn't in your field well it, it just does okay like I'm not gonna get into too much because I really do like who I was working with I had support it was just not working at the end of the day when it comes down to what you know a company really wants you to do and grasp and when you can't you know, do it, you feel like a failure. And when you get warnings, that's just harder. And a lot of people will say, don't you have a vision problem? Yep, that as well. So it's kind of a miracle that I can get this thing done every week by Monday at 5.30 a.m., for the rest of you. I know that I come back and edit and tweak things, blah, 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 blah. But it's just because I am, again, a small podcaster, small content creator. I'm gonna lose everything. I'm going to lose everything once TikTok goes under. And I know people are saying that I'm just exaggerating, being dramatic. No, Uh, Instagram, again, YouTube shorts, they are so hard to fucking grow on that I'm not gonna be able to do what I think is necessary to grow. And before anybody goes, that was the most confusing statement, I understand. But I think what people forget constantly is that unless you have a bunch of friends that are in your inner circle that have, like, millions of followers and that you have, like, an understanding that you can use each other for clout, that's not going to work for me. Or if you're willing to sell out to any brand or just show off or flash, I don't know. There's just so many intricacies, nuances, you name it, that go along with it that it's, I think, very frustrating for people like me who want to stay true to themselves, but also at the same time want to grow. And there's just this never ending battle and push and pull. And you can go live no matter how many times you want, and you can beg for like all this stuff, like they tell you to go live, but there is no magic formula. And I know that they talk about that a lot on these books that you read for marketing, etc. But it's just that I'm so stuck at a dead end that it's like, I don't even know where my next move is, but I'm trying here. And and again, I love that people can open up merch, but I am not at that level yet. And that is okay. I've come up with merch ideas because that's what happens when you have a never-ending cycle of brain thoughts. And yeah, you can move on from that, but it's just, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, I think that we don't really talk about how much the struggle that happens is real, obviously, but I want to also just quickly like go down another path of where somebody talked about how, you know, the poorest of people don't get the best healthcare and even the richest because they have the world that they're always stirring everyone saying yes And somebody talked about recently on a TikTok, like, which I wouldn't have known, that with her colonoscopy and endoscopy, and she also has migraines, that they use this specific type of, you know, anesthetic that killed Michael Jackson. And I don't really want to talk too much about it, but she said that, you know, her migraine went way better. And if she was in that position, that she'd probably get the ability to, like, you know, have that power where no one wants to say no to her. Because, again, even the doctor's like, it's dangerous, but I can tell you it's going to make you feel better, like, for this specific reason, and, but that they don't recommend giving it to you, like, all the time, which is great. So there's just different things that can play out. Again, I also watched the show Sprung. I completely finished it. It was hilarious. I'm definitely going to watch it again. I know I talk a lot about Nepo Babies and some of the ones I like versus dislike and again I'm gonna finish Daisy Jones and the six coming up but the reason I'm gonna talk about this next Nepo Baby is because he was a pain in the ass. He was a pain in the ass in Raising Hope. He played that Trevor kid that everyone wanted to slap but he's been on Station 19 and I think that I talked about this a tiny bit like I said last week but his character made me nonstop laugh and again I have to say, as far as Nepo Baby's work, his dad might have written that, like, role, like, in a thought process of someone, like, his son could play it, but his son got into Harvard, and his family does not seem, like, in the sense, when you watch My Name is Earl, when you watch Raising Hope, when you watch a lot of these shows, I'm not saying that you don't have money to get you there, but there's part of me that just really feels like this is not a family that would go out of their way, like, um, Lori Laughlin and all of that. And again, I always do the Loughlin versus Laughlin. I could not tell you which way I've heard Lough- I've heard even from these, from herself, Loughlin versus Laughlin, and people are always correcting me to the point where my brain never knows what's the right way to do it. So I'm doing both because I don't want to piss off or pronounce it wrong. So there's that. But my takeaway is just that I don't feel like this kid went to Harvard, got his, you know, degree, all that stuff. And now watching him on spring, yes, or sprung. Yes, I think a lot of times it, um, you know, helps and they have their whatever. But I do just, I feel like weird commenting on that because, again, it's like so hard fitting into the industry as is and, it you know, fighting through whatever. So Amanda Bynes, I know that we haven't really talked about too much of it, but she was a big part of my childhood, like I think a lot of other people. And even though I, you know, haven't really followed, again, she had her moments, but somebody made a good point with, like, the deep dive that they were doing that she is almost 37 this year and that we don't really, like, we need to stop infantilizing some of these child stars. I'm not saying anything or, like, you know, treating them, completely like crap all that stuff and it just shows like the issues with the industry and people are like she didn't get out her mental illness is a big issue that goes on but like where are her parents doing this it's like she's 37 like they said this person who did the deep dive and unlike some other people who are under conservatorship she seems to be actually in a more decent spot regarding that and you know what I think because her parents probably are in their 70s now It's kind of hard to, it's hard to do all of that and, you know, continue to. It's not, like, good or bad. It's just, like, a reality. Plus, you know, people are talking about the people that, like, found her on the street or whatever. And here's the thing. Yes, you should call. You might want to call someone. And, yeah, you might. not. I wouldn't personally record her, but I know that there's just other things. And, yeah, people can disagree. But, You know, if she was, you know, not in the worst spot possible, you also, just from some things that I've seen within, um, you know, people who have suffered from significant mental illness that I know of more as well. I think it's like a delicate subject, like, again, I'll throw out the nuancedness that is, but it's kind of like, okay, you can do some stuff, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's really hard because... Once you call the police or tell them to stay there and then you might have them run and it just might not end well, etc. I'm not saying, again, hopefully with the clips that are floating around, it wasn't as bad as by the time she's been. And I know meds take a lot of time to figure out, etc. And I know, like, my my time has seen different things like, uh, with Selena Gomez, you wouldn't have really known that she was going through some of that, but it doesn't mean anything, and people would be like, well, she's got a good PR team at this point. Amanda Bynes doesn't have anything, but it's just like, I think that it's just showing the different layers and the impact that certain things or creators did that, again, we all normalized so much at one point, but now it's like, holy shit, that Like, that is the worst thing that ever happened. And I just wanted to touch on it a little bit because people would be like, oh, maybe, why aren't you talking about her? Well, for starters, I think that I don't know too much more. Again, she was iconic in my childhood. Again, like, like I rewatched a bunch of the Amanda show growing up. I rewatched What I Like About You. I did What a Girl Wants. Like, again, I watched, like, the She's a Man hairspray easy yes, i loved her in that era but the problem is like it's kind of like every once in a while yeah i guess you throw a bone but you're also asking where's your bone to get like the or the where's your pat on the back with everything and i can't really figure out where to end with that because it's like a never-ending like i said ping pong tennis match like obviously I can't play tennis very well because I'm blind in my left eye and that's again the joke that every time I try to do something and you know your parents try to be easier on you by saying that maybe you shouldn't do it yeah I always yeah that's not fun a lot of things aren't fun about that but again I'm not trying to pour pour me on a lot of things but it's just again a lot of my humor stems from just you know being in an athletic family, but lacking the athleticism, being ADHD, where nobody else, but you're pretty sure 90% of the family members, now that you look at a lot of things, have some sort of mental health or neurodivergence or whatever, but then they think that everyone just wants to have it because it's cool. Okay, whatever. Uh, It comes from somewhere. A lot of times it is inherited on the paternal side. Are we just going to ignore that? But all right, keep moving on. But yes, so again, as I go through this miscellaneous similar different moments about life and who I've seen and who I haven't, that is a lot of my ticker page that you want to talk about. So yeah, maybe I'm not garnering the right viewers because I have such miscellaneous viewers. But I think that that's the point. I think I don't want to just be limited to one group. Like I think that you know, yes, on one hand, you want to be known for, you know, working with certain collaborations with certain people. And I think that works in a lot of ways. But I also want to say, at the end of the day, only you can do what you want. I mean, find the thing that only you can do. I finally decided the thing that only I can do is, you know, find the very many parallels, go to different TV shows and find those parallels, react to them, or make a very convoluted very insane ideas out of them and it's not even conspiracy theories like no like i'm not like that level i mean i'm probably crazy to a lot of people but there's just so many intricacies that i can't even describe and again i talk like energizer bunny you know or the red bull when uh had it like ever had a red bull from new girls yeah so There's that. Uh, And as I wrap up this week's podcast, so I'm going to be talking about Brooke's show and, you know, just the whole thing about, obviously, finally meeting, you know, one of your internet friends is so different, like, where you're just, like, letting them know. And it's hard to describe, like, friendships because people go, you shouldn't be talking to strangers on the internet. I would say 85, 75% of the time, especially if you... I'd say 90 if you haven't had any sort of internet safety training, but that's, yeah, a different thing. And also, again, I'm not one of these teenagers, which I completely get why people want to put some ban on that, but they really don't care about, like, the mommy bloggers or, you know, the family bloggers, etc. Like, they're so, they have their heads so far up their ass when it comes to this stuff because all they care about is that, oh, it's Chinese, oh, the government's going to take us, blah, blah, blah. No, you, you just don't care. You you just want to control us, which I understand is so frustrating for you guys because you can't, and the fact of the matter is the only things that you pay attention to is because you've never been on the app are seeing these people blow up. So, again, not doing the research, but separately. I'd say for creators like Brooke, again, TikTok helped her grow her platform and see things. I mean, she, she's grown so much on social media because of using it for her music, obviously, and not that it works out for every single one. And again, a reason I like her music is just because it's so relatable, I think, for anyone who's in their 20s or just has, you know, has a very close family, all that kind of stuff. But she really writes from the heart and, like, her perspective in life. And I gotta say, obviously, look my age is her new song, but all of the others, like Grace, she played obviously, I'm sorry, Tokyo, which I'll never not ball at. But listening to Grace with your mom is the funniest part because again, I my mom and I are nothing alike, and I always laugh when people are so much like their um parents or their moms and Again, though, when you're, though, listening to the song with your own mom, I think it just, like, has this, like, weird moment that comes over you, and you don't know what's happening. But aside from that, the Lost Boy Crow and Kid Cadaver was also on her indie pop tr- Or Again, she was in the middle of that. And it was just so fun to see how many people... Ironically, I didn't know what... Like, I did know Lost Boy Crow, but not in the same way. Like, there was different bands people are part of before then, which you forget about. So, you think are not... You've never really heard of music. I think kind of similar. Like, a lot of people go around joking, like, I don't think you've really heard of me. But then suddenly you've heard of me, but through other kind of songs and writing. But it was just an overall good show. I got to listen, again, to I Don't Take Pictures Anymore, which, again, just... Again, it sounds like I'm hyping so much up, but it's true. It's I think the reason, again, many people like me or many people like that, you know, independent artists, independent rock pop is because it's people find a way to write about kind of what they know and make you feel connected, like you're not so lonely in this world. And I really appreciate that, especially in how our society is today. And then... It's, again, no matter where you are, you're always connected. And I think that that is a beautiful message, that when you're listening to these things, you can feel like, okay, I'm not so alone here. And I think that that's what I mean. A lot of people liked to go to Seabrook and these other musicians is because it just makes you feel less alone when you listen to an artist who gets parts of your life. Now, we're not all the same, but we have enough Uh, You know, with our differences, we still have enough similarities that we can come together, which I think is fun to really think about, have those moments. And yeah, I think about that all the time, especially with how much stuff keeps kind of coming out within, you know, apps and life and connection and human being and whatever. And people showing interviews from a long time ago versus now. I think that it's like always this, you want to tell a story and you want to have human interaction. And I think that's why TikTok does so well. So as I, you know, close down this week's podcast, the one thing I have to say is that I'm still in my March Madness pool for my family, whether or not it'll go very far. But right now, uh, with just how I've been feeling, that was oddly a pick me up that I needed. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure by me saying that, I jinx myself with the powers that I have. And yeah, so that's, that's great. Uh, aside from that, how many people actually, like, can we comment this later on? Like, how many people actually pay attention are religiously following the whole thing about March Madness? Or are we also focused on, because we cannot lose TikTok. We're focused on that more like are there pools going on right now of whether or not tiktok will be banned again people keep telling me oh my god no tiktok will never be banned tiktok is too big to be banned no 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 I'm like it's starting to feel too real i'm not saying my goodbyes yet but it's starting to feel too real real for me that i'm starting to freak out and cry and just not know what i'm gonna do with my life and before anybody say are you addicted in a way yes but no but again I am a small creator. Again, small businesses and creators will suffer the most if this gets taken down. We do not have a lot of friends. We are introverts, but we are working our way through. And I don't think people fully grasp that. It matters so much. We are not trying to be just like these dancers, like the kids that are being in the app, trying to be a stage parent or whatever. I think that that's, again, again, a big stereotype, and I know I keep repeating that, but in case anybody from Congress is listening, I keep recycling or bringing that back because I want it to become clear in your brain. First, let you freaking speak. You got people like under the desk news there that's gonna respond with the whole thing that's going on with this motherfucking train wreck that you do at the hearing it sounds more like a trial if anything so yeah we're we're working through a lot of emotions here clearly as you all know though that i really uh appreciate anyone again who's listened to this podcast who's you know taking the time to follow me on social media accounts especially tiktok i know that people are gonna say you completely keep bringing that up but it's like I can't stop bringing it up because I am too nervous that I'm gonna lose it so yeah I just want to keep saying thank you for everyone who has taken the time to you know follow along with my insanity with how my brain works with how you know the never-ending cycle of is this gonna happen or not I would like to add that Jeremy Gordon will be on this week's upcoming episode of Gen Z Gap. I will do a Q and A on Tuesday. For asking us anything like what you want to know about the industry what's the differences or what do you feel about you know gen z doing their thing versus millennials how is the game changing you name it please remember to like comment and subscribe below and we will see you next week this has been episode 46 i'm pretty sure of gen z gab